Sarah. Sarah. Ben, what are you, what are you, what, how did you get over here? What are you doing here? Don't worry about it. I think I found a way to get us back home. Wait, what? I think how? I figured out a... Don't worry about how. I think I found a way to get us back home. Isn't that great news? I'm so hungry. I'm oh, tired. well, I've prepared for you here. Look. The most beautiful buffet. Meal. Yes, a beautiful Thanksgiving buffet of all the most delicious foods. Oh, you a could shiny turkey. Ever imagine. Yes, the turkey is glistening. It, <gasps> did you notice that the turkey is decorated in gold leaf? Mm, oh, can I eat it? Can you, I have a bite? You can eat as much as you want, but wait. First, don't you want some pie and ice cream? There are no rules here. Oh, yes. I want pie and ice cream and turkey. I don't even think I can stand up to get it, though. Can you bring it to me? Of course. Wouldn't can you, you put it on a plate and put it in front of me and then watch me eat it? Wouldn't you rather that we fly away on my magic carpet? Look, wouldn't you rather fly away on my magic carpet back home so you can see your friends and family? Yeah. Can I bring a to-go bag? Of course. Of course you can. Oh, sounds so good. Okay, let's go. Hey, Sarah. Sarah. Let's go. I'm going. Hey, pick up the phone. I'm hey, you stupid going. piece of shit. Pick up the phone. We got to do the podcast. Ben, when are we going? Think, think, think. Is this thing on? Ben, when Sarah, are we going? Did you die over there on your island? Pick up the podcast, wait, you dimwit. Wait. It's time you're for not, us. To pick you're up not the, here. Pick up your tin can. It's time for us to do the podcast. God, you're you look. Here. I'm looking at you through the telescope right now. You look awful. <sighs> Have you been? I think you've been sleeping too much over there. I think my fever is breaking. I want it back. Your skin. I, I, is that your skin, or am I looking at? Have you? Have you coated yourself in some kind of feces to protect yourself from the sun? No, it's my skin. I can't poop anymore. <gasps> oh, God, you just made me throw up. Uh, so, all right, it's time for us to record the podcast. Did you watch Chicago Heroes this week? I don't know what's real and what's fake anymore. you got to take a side. You know what makes me really sick to my stomach? What? It's watching you stuff your face with those hot dogs. If you see me coming, you better run because I'm going to lay you the fuck down. Nobody, I mean nobody, puts ketchup on a hot dog. Smells like courage. What's the word, hero heads? What's the good word? Uh, the good word is uh, hello, because it's me greeting you. And I'm your host, Ben Flores, the host of this podcast, Please Save Me. Please Save Me is the official recap podcast for Chicago Heroes, which is television's number one show. You shouldn't go looking for it in the TV guide or even on your television because you're probably too stupid to be able to figure out where to watch it. Uh, but anyway, I'm actually here with my co-host, and I'll let her say a few words now. 
Yeah. Hi, I'm Sarah Black, your co-host, and my word today is help. I'm stuck on an island, and I'm not doing so well. So either of those words, hello, uh, and I explained why that's such a good word for you to hear from me, because it means that the podcast is getting started, which is obviously, if you're a listener of the podcast, this is probably your favorite time of the week. Um, because the sooner that you start listening to the podcast, the sooner it will be over. That's what our listeners often write into us kind of saying, like, Mm -hmm. I look so much forward to listening to Please Save Me every week because, you know, I can feel a lot, I can breathe a lot easier after that, knowing that for the rest of my week, I won't have to listen to it. Yeah. And that's a good way to approach kind of anything in life. Just do it all or just do it all at once. Kind of perfunctory, yeah. Get it out of the way. Yep. You know? Um, if I could have my way, I would do everything all at once right now and then never do anything ever again. Yeah. Which is why I've been working on a um I've been doing a science. Would you I, just die then though? I would just like vibe after that. <laughs> I just chill. Nice. Okay. <laughs> that's why I, I've that been working, sounds good. Yeah, I've actually been working on a like a machine that's to churn out um these basically like replicants of me to see if I can just kind of get everything done all at once. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. More people should do that because that sounds good. Mm-hmm. They're one-time use. Anyway, um, your word was help. Yeah. Stuck on an island, don't have any food, don't have any sunscreen, got bit by 99 mosquitoes, and I'm probably have come down with an illness due to that and other factors weighing on me at the moment. Um, 99 mosquitoes biting me on my thigh. And my hands and my head and my butt crack and my shoes. But my, my, my shoes, I mean my feet and my belly and my toes and the parts of my butt that are the crack. And listeners, that brings us uh, to this week's hashtag no rhyme challenge of the week. If you feel that you can go longer without rhyming than Sarah, we want to hear from you. So hit us up at Please Save Me Pod on Twitter. Send in your videos. Hit us up at our email, uh, which is please save me podcast at gmail.com. Um, and let's see I if already we can know break, nobody can do it. Break the record. Impossible. <laughs> so anyway, um, what we're here to do ostensibly is to recap this week's episode of... Chicago Heroes, which is television's number one show. Um, That's right. I know for me, doing the recap, doing this recap podcast, which we've been doing now for a lifetime. If you are a person who makes your lifetime really short, so that you can just vibe afterwards, then we've been doing it for we've been doing it for that long. Um, and that's why it's like, it's a little stressful because I'm like, okay, well, when will we just kind of get done with it all? Which is like actually honestly how they made the show. Like they filmed five, 10, 15 seasons of it, like all at once. Right. Um, and with different cast members, different sort of sets, things like that. Right. And And out of all out of order, nothing chronological. Right. And they just kind of been 
letting that content out inch by inch, foot by foot, you know, um, every week and we're benefiting from it. Um, yeah. I'm worried. That it's the only thing I look forward to in the week. It's the, maybe the only thing keeping me alive. Yeah. I'm mean, like this podcast for a lot of people. Yes. Yeah. And I can relate to our listeners in that way for, for yeah. our listeners. We are located on their Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. Yeah. You, know? you got right up there with food and water. That needs that I don't currently meet or have so those are the ones that the generally Um, so generally those are the ones so for most people those are the ones the food the water the the shelter those are the ones the base of the pyramid right and i noticed that you had said right up there with those ones because i've seen your maslow's hierarchy of needs and for you um like basically like social kind of gratification and and is like that's the base of your pyramid that's the base yeah that yeah, that's that and sleep. If you had it your way, you would just probably sleep about twenty three hours a day, and then collect all my clout for the other just, hours. Just wake up for an hour and just kind of scroll through your text messages with people telling you how great you are. Exactly. Right. And for me, I actually know that I don't want to live that way because I have done because I have lived that way. So <laughs> that was easy. That don't impress me much. So anyway, um, the point is that we are going to recap this week's episode of Chicago Heroes for you, our listeners, free of charge. Uh, if you would like to pay us, just hit us up. Let us know. We'll give you our individual Venmos. Um, right, and we're willing to accept that. Um, but for now, this is something that we do um, just for the love of the game. Uh, so, Sarah... And that game? Basketball. This is the... Basketball, as everyone, as you know, is the game where everything is made up and the points don't matter. Um, this podcast, nothing is kind of... We call it basketball because it's the opposite of basketball nothing is made up and the points matter to us a lot and by the points we mean the star reviews on the clout apple podcasts and also the star reviews that we give to the episodes of chicago heroes so Sarah, speaking of which how many did you, did you give it how many stars week? did i give it this week yeah uh i gave it um 40 Five stars. Wow. Do you want to know why I gave it 45 stars? Uh, sure. Because, well, first of all, it was excellent. Uh, probably the best episode they ever did. And For sure. 45 is the most number of stars that you can get because, as you know, we have 45 presidents. And the way that the United States flag works is they add a star to the flag every year when we get a new president. And so... That's why I gave it 45 stars. America has only been around for 45 years. That's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I always think it's longer. But time it's, flies when you're having fun, I guess. Yeah, it's one of those things where your mind can kind of play tricks on you. Yeah. Oh. I would probably give it 
76 stars. Okay. Why did you give it 76 stars this week's episode of Chicago Heroes? Um, Because I love it. First of all, it was excellent. Okay. And I love the song 76 Trombones Led the Big Parade. And this is also this episode is also something I love just like that. 76 trombones led the big parade. With 110. Oh, fuck. I should have given it 110. Cornets. Fuck. Well, I think it's actually a good choice that you didn't give it 110 cornets because if you had given it 110 cornets, that might have... <laughs> To that might have sounded like you were saying 110 hornets, and as you know, or maybe you don't know, over on your island where you were shipwrecked, and I'm over on my island, I um I happen to know that over on your island there are some um there are some murder hornets that are endemic to your island, yeah, and they're and trained. Even just they're, saying the word would. Yeah. Well, they're trained to respond to like hornets, you know, and so then they kind of activate. Um, yeah. Which is why I'm not going to say it. And I know it because I know the guy who put them there. I'm sure you do. <laughs> so anyway, do you want to go over this episode of television? Why not? Okay. Um, first of all, we open on the opening credits of Chicago Heroes, okay? Like we always do, or like we sometimes do, Like we do, sometimes do. To be fair, yeah. about most of the time, we don't. <laughs> yeah, about 15% of the time, we do. Sometimes they throw opening credits on this fucker. Um, <laughs> a lot of times, the network doesn't have the minutes to spare. Because they make right. these episodes like, they push the envelope with the episode length, you know? Right. They'll often eat up seven or eight hours of programming just with the episode. And so there's not a lot of room left over for opening credits. Mm -hmm. um, at, but, but this time we had a slightly shorter episode. It was only about six hours. So we got to see the classic Chicago Heroes opening credit sequence. And did you want to yep. walk us through some of your favorite parts of that? Yeah. I mean, the song is obviously the best part. Yeah. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? I want to go. Sometime. Yeah, and so then there's... They, there's, <laughs> there's a couple different versions. Yeah, and there's kind of... Sometimes they use the duet version, but sometimes they use the duet version and then they decide that they didn't want to use it. And sometimes they use the Dua Lipa version. Yes. And so what I was going to say, my part was going to, I want to go where the heroes are. And then you were going to say the, your line. Yeah, kind of the way you would think this would progress, which is sometimes you want to go where all the heroes know your name. Right. And so yeah. this is actually a rare recording, the one that I was just kind of showing off. Because it's like when they print a baseball card that has an error on it, you know, and then that ends up being mm -hmm. a collector's item, even though just to look at it, you're like, well, this is wrong, right? And this is trash. Babe Ruth wasn't, I don't know, skinny or whatever. Like they got a skinny Babe Ruth <laughs> card, you know? And you're like, okay, well, that seems like an error, you know? Um, yeah. And not an error in the game of baseball. 
No, it's an error in the printing process where they made Babe yeah. Ruth look skinny, which they should have caught right away because obviously his name's Babe, and that means like he's the called, pig, like the pig, which is a porker. So, anyway, the point is, um, if you I, do see an episode of Chicago Heroes where they play one of the duet versions of the theme song, that's, that's a, a collector's, collector's item. item. Yeah. So we get through that opening sequence. Mm-hmm. And then and we, we push into uh, our favorite place uh, that isn't Soligans. This is my favorite hangout spot for the heroes. Um, obviously, the show centers on Monica Chandler, Joey Ross, and Rachel, the um, Chicago's public service heroes. I mean, you got your cops, your firefighters, your lawyers, your paramedics, and, you know, a paleontologist. And they're <laughs> hanging out at like their spot. Right. Central Pork. That's right. And for those of you who are asking, wait, isn't their spot Sulligan's? Aren't they having a cuppa at Sulligan's? Cup of Chicago chowder. Yeah, exactly. No, shut up. That's not where they are. They are at Central Pork. I love it when the show does this kind of retroactive continuity, retcon in comic terms, comic book nerd terms, where they Uh kind of take something that's been established okay, the heroes have always hung out at Soligans. And then, like, just in an instant, they, like, change that, and, like, the heroes are sitting there in Central Pork, eating their um, pork uh, porkback sandwiches, and just kind of saying to each other, like, oh, I, you know, like, Joey is like, I love hanging out here at Central Pork. And Monica's like, yeah, it's where we always hang out. Yep, and Rachel goes, I love this pork back sandwich. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we should probably explain for the viewers what's on a sh- Chicago-style, a traditional Chicago-style pork back sandwich. Yeah, well, it's the opposite pretty much of your of your New York-style pork front sandwich. Yeah. So a New York-style pork front sandwich, <laughs> of course, you basically, you got, what do you got? You got a slice of... Pork ri- front? You got a slice of pork front. That slice of pork front is slathered in mustard. Yep. It's got Swiss cheese on it. Yep. It has sauerkraut. Yep. It has um, Italian dressing. Uh Uh-huh. And it's on a seeded rye bread. Right. Um, And so then what you're going to do is you're going to take that whole sandwich. Yeah. And you're going to soak it in lye for about two weeks. Yep. And then you're going to fry that up. Yep. And that's a Chicago pork front. You don't want to batter it. That's a mistake a, no. lot, of, a lot of people make is they <laughs> try to batter it. It tastes um, better that way, but it's not, it's not original. It's not. A, you got to soak it in lye. It's not authentic. Hey, I want a real pork front sandwich. Yeah. That's what a New York guy would say. Mm-hmm. Chicago... Um, Pork back is just kind of the reverse of that. Yeah. So you kind of get. So the they picture. would kind of say like, "I need to eat anything," because that's really the only situation in which you would order a Chicago pork back sandwich. <laughs> but our heroes are <laughs> they humble. They love them though. Sort of. <laughs> well, they get yeah. pay, they get paid a public servant salary. Okay. Right. So I mean, which is what like a million dollars a year? It's oh, oh, oh you wish. 500k at the wait least. that's it 500k at the least um 
to infinity and beyond. <laughs> so these these guys can't afford to be eating filet every night. Um, and certainly not for lunch. And this is lunchtime. So they're hanging out in Central Pork and just kind of shooting the shit, you know, kicking the spit. Um, yep. What was the topic of conversation for the day? I, I love the kind of, it's kind of like slice of life sometimes the way that they do these, these openings. It's just, you know, voices overlapping, little snatches of dialogue. Laugh track. It's like a Richard Linklater kind of movie, or yeah, but with a li- with, laugh a, track. with a laugh track. Obviously, Chicago Heroes has a heavy laugh track. Um, what did Sometimes you What did you think heavy. of this week's? La- yeah, I was going to ask you, what did you think of this week's laugh track? Kind of overused, and I'm sure yeah. we'll go about um, just sort of noting where those moments were mm-hmm. within the episode, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, sometimes I was like, is this a live studio audience who just sort of like doesn't get it? Or it wasn't. It was a laugh track. Right. And I think they sort of wanted to keep attention and, uh, you know, make sure that if I wasn't feeling the thing I was supposed to be feeling, whether that's sadness or anger or tension, then at least I'm feeling something. Yeah, the guys like Joey and Chandler and sometimes Ross, they were discussing like stocks or whatever. And Rachel, she goes, well, if you excuse me, I have to go to the little girl's room. Ha 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 ha. Huge laugh. Yeah. Which is like, people say that. Yeah. That's a normal thing that people say. Probably every grown woman ever has said it. Excuse me. Um, I have to go to the little girl's room. That's right. Wouldn't I would, if they, okay. Let's say the boys are talking about stocks, but mm-hmm. instead of stocks, they say stonks. That's when I would put a laugh track in because that's funny. And that would be funny. Of course, yes. that's not what they did. But they had, no, they were just they talking were about the stocks. They kept saying storks instead of stocks. <laughs> and yeah. that, to me, wasn't funny. <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't think it was funny. They used a huge Honestly, laugh track for it. Ha <laughs> ha I would say it was... A little bird brain. Sad even. Yeah, bird brain. Like so sad, like a bird uh brain. Because if you have a bird brain, you know, your brain's just big enough to know that it's not that big. Wow. Wow. I'm so sad. I'm so fucked up. So they're all eating, they're enjoying their sandwiches, talking about storks. Rachel gets up to go use the little girl's room. Right, which actually turns out to be kind of an important thing that she does. Because what happens when she gets to the little girl's room? Smash. Well, crack. Smash. Crash. Yep. Through the window. Chicago Molotov cocktail. Bing, bang, boom. Bada, bang. Bada bing, bada boom. And what did you think of the sound effects Stop that they bears. used? <laughs> yeah, so, so I kind of, I, I went through like, here's my journey with those sound effects. It was yeah, like, okay. Take us on a ride. First I hear bing, bang, boom. When the, this Chicago Molotov cocktail, just basically this, and we'll explain in a moment what a Chicago Molotov cocktail is. When that flies through the window and it goes bing, bang, boom. I was like, okay, that doesn't sound very realistic. And then it goes, bada bing, bada boom, crash. I was like, okay, I kind of am starting to dig this. Yes. Yeah. And then well, actually I um, ripped the sound from the episode and I've sort of been making beats with it. Right. So it was like, boom, 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 
Boom. Crash. De Bears. Ah! And it's the De Bears part that that kind of took me to the like took my enthusiasm, ratcheted up to ecstasy. Yes. 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 My eyes were rolling back in my head. Yeah, and that was actually kind of a fucked up thing to be feeling when Rachel starts mm-hmm. screaming, ah! Uh, yeah. Because I'm like feeling one way, one type of way, which is ecstatic. And she's feeling a different type of way, which is scared and pissing in her knickers. <laughs> yeah. She just pisses straight through her knickers. Yeah. Straight through. Um, it was a strong, strong stream. It went. It didn't even just kind of soak them. It like went through them like a stream. Still, yeah. So she actually yeah. ended up with only even a tiny little wet spot on her knickers because she was pissing so hard that it just went straight through them. Yeah. And we know that because she showed it off when she <laughs> she got back to the other heroes. Guys, guys, I peed my pants, but look. It barely made even a spot in my knickers because I peed so hard. And that's like a little bit of levity that we need here because... Something bad is happening. Right. The the Chicago pork, or the um, central pork, is burning down from a Chicago-style Molotov cocktail. Um, that's right. And I know that we did say that we would say what that was. Uh-huh. It's basically... Just a Molotov cocktail with an olive in it. Yeah. So Joey is a firefighter, so his kind of instincts, k- like, kick in. Right? right, and he just runs away. Right, runs away. Goes, this is a fire, which is bad, so I'm going to run. Right, because he's actually been working on his anger management. And so he's been trying to work on, well, should I fight? Like, how come I? How come whenever it's time to go fight or flight, I always choose fight? I should, like, take a beat and flee. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of fleas, Ross gets scared like he's a little flea on a dog mm-hmm. and starts shaking and teeth chattering. He goes, oh, no, what am I going to do? Right. Um, Monica <sighs> tries to shoot the fire because she's a cop. Um, she tries to pretty much beat the shit out of the fire with the butt end of her gun. Tries to pistol and whip it. her feet. Piss and feed it. And that doesn't quite work. She goes, oh, hot, hot. Potato, and she has to kind of get out of the way. Yep. Rachel, Rachel, you say your thing about Rachel. Well, she just comes out of the bathroom, and she's showing them her knickers and stuff. And <laughs> yeah, well, all this other stuff did. was happening. We didn't say that. That when she was showing, well, that's what she just. <laughs> you go ahead. Guess well, you were going to say guess what? She she tries to use her normal strategy to pee on the fire to put it out. But of course, she's just pissed so hard through her knickers, she doesn't have any left. That's right. Well, Chandler, he's a lawyer. (laughs) Yeah, so he tries to sue the fire. Right. Doesn't go so well. No. But he gets another tactic. He goes, well, if I can't sue the fire, I can sue the owner of the Chicago pork store. So he goes to the guy who's behind the counter. The central pork 
owner. Central Pork, excuse me. I keep calling it Chicago Pork because I have such a, um, such an, it's Central Pork. I don't know if you noticed this. It reminds me of Central Park, which is in New York, which I think is super shitty and fucked because that city sucks. <laughs> and so when yeah. I hear Central Pork, I like just start even substituting words in. So I'll be like, let yeah, me so make I just it don't a have different to say thing. It. Yeah, like how I call bad people Voldemort. Exactly. Right. Yeah, or 45 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, $45 is what Chandler tries to get out of the owner of the Central Pork store. And the owner goes... I'm suing you for $45 in damages. Is what he says. Yes. And the owner goes, fine, fine. I'll pay you whatever you want. But I want you to go catch the guys that did this to me. And they all are kind of like, what? And the owner of Central Pork lets them in on a little clue. Or something. He tells them what's going on, basically. It's not a clue. He says what's happening. Mm -hmm. And he brings to light the fact that there has been like a war breaking out among the meat mafia yep. in Chicago. There's a small number of butchers and they've all been sort of attacking each other. Um, Everybody knows what the meat mafia is. Duh. And some are stealing pigs. Some are like swapping pigs with chickens. Some have been labeling pigs with like numbers one through 20 and one of them, like number 17 or whatever is missing. So they think one of their pigs is missing. Um, Chicago is a meat city. And so there's a lot of money to be made in the, in meat. And so anything that these guys can do to get a leg up on each other, like a lamb up on each other, they're going to do. Yeah, that's right. Um, So he says, I'm going to give you $45, but you heroes have to go, Figure out who done this to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and they say, okay, okay, good luck with the fire. Yeah, and they say, bye-bye. And so they leave. And um, that's the end of that scene. So what do we think of that scene? I mean, it does everything an opening scene of Chicago <laughs> Heroes should do, yep. which is, yep. you know, 15 solid minutes of just hang time yep. where they're kind of doing whatever, um, you know, an inciting incident, mm-hmm. something that happens. Um, you know, classic Chicago Heroes tell of somebody pissing their knickers. Um, and now, is it called... And, sorry, go ahead and finish, and then I'll circle back. Oh, I was just going to say, and then we kind of see the heroes spring into action in ways that are unique to each of their personalities mm-hmm. and abilities. Yeah, totally. So kind of a perfect, well-rounded opening scene. What were you going to say? Well, and is it called an inciting incident because it happened inside, because it was something that came from the outside to the inside? So the Chicago Molotov cocktail, it went from the outside and it got thrown to the inside. Oh, so it was an inciting incident. Yeah, isn't that what you said? An inciting incident? Yeah. I don't think we're disagreeing here. I just think it's interesting that all of the episodes of the show, I had never like kind of put three and two together before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you see what I did there? Did you hear what I did there? Mm-hmm. A lot of times mm-hmm. people say, put two, two and two together. Which is easier. <laughs> yeah. but And so I was kind of making a joke about putting three and two together, which is funny because it's not, it's unexpected. 
It's not what you would expect. Yeah, I'm laughing. Do you remember uh, a couple episodes ago, or maybe it was I'm last episode, laughing. when I said that one of the characters was walking his walking her cat cat. Yeah, I do. And how much that. laughter we got out of that? Ha 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 ha. <laughs> yeah. so this is kind of like this is the walking her cat of this episode. Three putting three and two together is the walking her cat moment of this episode. <laughs> um Yes, but you you are correct in that saying the Molotov cocktail was the inciting incident. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of these, you yeah. know, where things happen coming from the outside to the inside. Totally. Very rarely do we have something where uh, there's an incident that comes from the out inside to the outside. Mm-hmm. However, it, when that does happen, we call that an exciting incident. And I know that our listeners won't believe me, but I know that you will believe me when I say that when you started defining that, I was going to call it exactly the same thing. Because that's what it is. Because that's what it is. Because we're looking at our shared notes from this conversation that we had planned to have. Anyway, um, we move on to our next scene of the television show using a classic kind of TV making technique that the director uses here, which is a um, speed... Squiggle vision. Yeah, squiggle vision. (laughs) And do you want to explain real quick what squiggle vision is? Sure. It's um, an animation style that was pretty popular in the 90s, maybe early 2000s, um, where the lines are pretty erratically drawn and everything is kind of, uh, there's a lot of like vibration on screen. Mm -hmm. Nothing really stands still for a moment. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of like an elementary school kid drew it. Well, and that is who, okay, so that that actually is who they had do the edits, like the kind of edits for this episode. Well, it was Bring Your Kid to Work Day. When they filmed this, this one. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So this is the director's kid who they let do some of the squiggle vision for this episode. Right. Um, obviously, the director is was Tom Hanks. So Chet, <laughs> Chet Hanks did. Um, big up, big up. Yes. When it sounds like you're saying big up, but of course you're saying squiggle, squiggle, uh, squiggle vision, massive squiggle vision in the whole episode. Um, so he, and you could hear him saying that because they just left in his kind of animation scratch track for, like his animators, when they're animating, they kind of, they just do a scratch so that the <laughs> animation mac- matches up. With, like, some audio. Yeah, they could, should have called it Scratch-A-Vision. They could have. Um, he put a lot of turntables in it. I don't know if you noticed that. Um, he Basically, what he drew was the characters going from one location to another location, and he gave them all turntables for heads. Um, and they were going, ricka, 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 the whole time that they were walking. Um, it took about an hour. Yep. In real time? Yep. <laughs> so this I had, had fun. <laughs> I had fun no, watching. There was no dialogue. It was just no. um, Monica, Chandler, Joey, and Ross, and Rachel walking about three miles across Chicago from yes. as animated characters with turntables for heads. 
So yeah, it, a lot of it was sure it was <laughs> silent. They weren't really yeah. talking to each other. I'm sure it sucked. <laughs> but but I loved <laughs> watching it. <laughs> it was one of those things where like, if it was a different show, I'd be like, this is bad. But it's Chicago Heroes, so I'm like, well, okay, what are they trying they did this to for say? A reason. Yes, they did this for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. A lot of times that reason is they want to test our fealty. They want to see how far they can bend us without breaking us. Exactly. And we both passed the test. Right. We were broken a long time ago. So they go from Central Pork to... Oh, they go from Central Pork to Lincoln Pork. Yes. That's another Mm. store. Yep. It's another deli. It's another... Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. And so that's why it's called... And you would think that that's why it's called Lincoln Pork. It's called Lincoln Pork, actually, because Abraham Lincoln drives a... A Lincoln. Lincoln. Navigator. Yeah. Yep. And if you have a nice and you car, would, you kind of want to name your restaurant after it. Yeah, exactly. And if you have a nice alligator that has a GPS system on it, you would also want to name your restaurant after it. Um, which is, of course, what he drives. It's a, his Navigator is what he, he calls He calls it his Lincoln Navigator because his last name's Lincoln. And then uh-huh. he has this basically this special alligator that has a GPS on it that kind of helps him navigate. So it's his Navigator. And he wanted the name. I think you mean nav- Navigator because it's, it's, it's like the, the blue people blue. from Avatar. I yeah. was confused. I thought that it was yeah. called a Navigator because it had GPS on it, but it was called a Navigator. Yeah. I, I hate embarrassing people when they pronounce things incorrectly, oh, I so I wasn't so going to say anything. But no, 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 no don't. I, I think like it's easy to miss. Oh, so. I just was actually replaying in my, I have a photographic memory. I was just replaying in my <laughs> mind the moment from the episode where they show the navigator. And, um, <laughs> so stupid. I realized that it wasn't actually a GPS. It was, it has an Atari on it. And the guy, Abraham Lincoln, he was playing pong while he was driving the navigator, driving, riding. He's really kind of riding it. Yeah. He's sitting on the hood of it. <laughs> which is sort of like the face of the alligator of the navigator it's kind of the hood is the face the of the snout. animal um yep so what happens and this all makes sense anyway they kind of showed us this all in flashback mode because the heroes got to lincoln pork and basically ross says hey did you guys want to know why it's called lincoln pork and everyone's like no, shut up. We don't want to actually hear you say anything. But Ross obviously right. just starts explaining the whole thing. Yep. So, Abraham Lincoln says, uh, yeah, this stuff's been happening to me too, actually. I don't think I'm the person doing it. And he only says this after um, Monica has held him. She's gone up to the second story, which is the apartment that he lives in above Lincoln Pork, the deli, because he spent all his money on the Navigator. Um, And it's like this little cramped studio apartment, and she just holds him out of the window, and she's shaking him by his ankles. Right. And he says, okay, well, guess what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not the person doing this. This stuff's happening to me, too. Yeah. He goes, and there's no lost... He goes, there is no... Um, love lost between me 
and the guy from the owner at Central Park, uh, Mr. Central, Mr. Central. Um, no love lost between me. Like I'd be happy if he wound up dead in a ditch. Yeah. But it's but, not me. It's not me. I wish I'd done it, but it's not me. Yeah. And I will pay you fifty-five dollars mm-hmm. to go find the person who's doing this to us. We forgot to say that this episode is set in nineteen twenty. Yes, when this is like a lot of money. Fifty-five dollars is basically like a hundred grand. But make no mistake, the heroes each still make five hundred k in their salary in real life. So in real, in the show, in the real, in their real lives, in the show. Anyway, this episode was in, what did you think of the choice of doing this whole episode in kind of sepia tone, kind of old timey film stock? Except for the interstitial animation, which was done in like pastels. I loved it. It looked like an Instagram. That, oh, that is so smart. It's, it's such a smart way that they kind of retrofied the show. Yep. So he, t- so Abraham Lincoln, he sends them, he, he goes, but there's another player in this little game that we like to call the um, five mafia osos you meet <laughs> in Chicago. And he kind of Which is also laughs, hell. Which is also hell. He, he, his wife adds on. Um, yeah. Yeah. She goes, which is also hell. <laughs> and then he goes, shut up. And then she yeah. hits him with a frying pan. She hits him with a frying pan. He chases her actually out of the apartment with a broomstick. Um, mm-hmm. And it doesn't have a broom. Why did I say broomstick? Well, <laughs> because it, it didn't have, have bristles. It doesn't have a bristles on it. So how did I know that it was a broom stick and not because he got on it and flew around (laughs) afterwards thank you for explaining that to our listeners in case they didn't watch this episode (laughs) duh (laughs) (laughs) that was like one of those ways where a lot of times in these scenes you're like what's happening and then they add on a little detail at the end of the scene where you're like oh now it makes sense it's a Yeah, because my big question was like, what kind of stick is that? And it honestly took me out. I was like wondering so hard what kind of stick it was that it took me out of the show a little bit. Yeah, agree. Um, So he sends them to... um, (laughs) So he sends them to the next one. What was the next one? The Pawnee Department of Porks and Recreation. Oh, right. Yeah. The P-D-O-P-R. Yes. P-D-O-P-R. P-D-O-P-R. The P-D-O-P-R. Yes. And so that's why it's called the Pawnee <laughs> Department of Parks and Recreation, of course. Um, because this is where all of the... Um, because this the racket, the kind of mafioso racket that this guy is running, this gal is what we should really call her, is running at the Pawnee Department of Porks and Recreation is she provides clean pee to, like she basically runs a hustle where she, she sells clean pee and the pork store is a front for that. 
Right. Well, and that's actually kind of a joke they make as they're walking up. Joey says to Rachel, hey, is this where you're going? Is that why you can pee through your knickers yeah. and leave such a small um, spot? And Rachel goes I'm going like, to start calling them undies, I think, instead of that. Instead of knickers. Yeah. Undies. Yeah. Undies. Um, well, yeah. I mean, you don't have to call them what they call them in the show. Obviously, I know it's the twenties, but sometimes people think that means pants, and I don't want people to think that she peed through her pants. Right. She peed she through her undies. She peed through her undies. She didn't. She wasn't wearing pants, so like she couldn't have peed. She was barely wearing undies. She was, <laughs> See those things? Yeah, I think that that might actually explain why it was so easy for her to <laughs> pee through them. We forgot to say that they were crotchless, of course. So there actually was a big hole where her pee hole goes. So it's kind of like, okay, is it that impressive? That don't impress me much. That don't impress me much. Should have gone a half step higher. Uh, yeah, so they are at P-Doper. Yeah, the Piney Department of Porks and Recreation and... They kind of enter this one like guns blazing. The like heroes. literally guns blazing. Oh, yeah, totally. Right. Monica equips every single one of them with a gun, and they come in and start going, bang, bang, bang. And I was going to kind of, yeah, they're, so they're saying bang, bang, bang um, to kind of see if they can like, save some ammo. Just by, okay, maybe we can scare scare the person who's in charge of, like the kind of big mafiosa head of Pawnee Department right. of Parks and Porks and Recreation. Right. Um, whose name was, of course, um, Chesley Yes? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're going to let the listeners think about that one for a moment? Chesley Yes. Yeah. A better name would have been um, uh, Morley y- Yes. And I agree with you. Morley, yes, would have been a better name for the person in charge of the Pawnee Department of Porks and Recreation. Um, I wonder why the writers of Chicago Heroes didn't go with the better choice. It has to be a good reason. I think it's probably because they wanted... I'm, I'm sure that they thought of the better choice themselves and they wanted to give the listeners a chance to just like come up with a better one. So they were kind of like letting the listeners a gimme. Yeah. 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 Um, just if that's what all good shows should do is let the audience feel a little bit more clever. Make like the second best choice for your show so that listeners yes. can be like, uh, so they can have something to talk about. Yes. Be like, well, here's how I would have improved this or that, you know? Yes. Yep. Exactly. Cast Bill Pullman instead of Bill Paxton. I know who that, that are. Right. I know who those guys are. Bill Pullman's a guy, you see him and you go, he's pretty good. But he's no yeah. Bill Paxton. I'm always saying that. I know. That's where I got it from. Nice. So. So what is, um, I'm just going to call her Morley. Chess. Morley, yes. <laughs> okay. Because um, it's better. Um, what did Morley, yes. What did you think about her kind of character choices and her script line readings and stuff like that? Basically kinda her sucked. acting. and Yeah, sucked. <laughs> kind of sucks yeah tell me about that they come in guns blazing and they're like bang 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 bang, <laughs> and she goes no stop freaking stop it yeah 
Come on. So Stop. immediately she's not accepting the reality of the scene. Yeah, does Basically, not feel scared or anything. Heroes are or coming like in. Annoyed. They're saying bang, bang, bang. You should be scared. Yeah. You should be falling over dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so scared that you're falling over dead. So At the very least, you should be pissing your undies. Three mistakes. Not pissing your undies. Talking, which a dead person can't do. <laughs> and not what dying. she's saying is not... Yeah, is not... It's And if she is talking, she should be saying something like... I'm dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Three strikes, morally, yes. You're out. And, and we that's, are kind of in and out of there pretty quickly. Yeah, that's what the, that. the heroes basically do. They go like, let's not even bother with her. And they pretty much go like, all right, who's next on the list of the, of the, they pretty much like just kind of, they, they pretty much just like open up her cash register, take some money out of it. $65. They're like, for our trouble. Yeah, and then they hit the bricks, and then they go to the next place, um, the porking lot. Pay Which, paradise and put up a porking lot. That's the uh, slogan on the yep. sign for the porking lot. And did you want to hit us with that one again? They paved paradise and put up a porking lot. Wow, wow, is very nice. And where is the porking lot located? Chicago mm. Avenue. Yeah, it's on Chicago Avenue, and it's at the same address as the Pawnee Department of Porks and Recreation. Where is it located? In the parking lot of Pawnee Department of Porks and Recreation. Um, so what I think is interesting about that... Hit me. Well, their slogan is, as, as you said, it's, they paved paradise and put up a parking lot, which is putting quotation marks on the sign for the parking lot, right? Right. Um. But the parking lot is located in the parking lot of Pawnee Department of Porks and Recreation. So if unless a parking lot is paradise, then they didn't pave paradise and put up a parking lot. They just put a parking lot in a parking lot. Okay, but do you think McDonald's has like actually served a billion people? Like taglines don't always have to make sense. I guess if you put quotation marks, you can just say anything. Yeah. Right? Like, look what I'm doing right now. I'm yep. going to kill the President of the United States of America. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I was doing or, quotation marks the whole time. Yep, exactly. Or, like, um, I like Nickelback, or something like that would be kind of fun. Exactly. Something like that. And, of course, you were providing an example where I was, we're on video chat right now, and um, over our tin cans, we built one from island to island. And um, you weren't doing quotation marks when you said that because you wanted to show an example of like what, what is real it, life would look like. What does it look like just to say something that's true? <laughs> yep, that's true. So they go to the porking lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They try. Um, this time they try a little bit of a different approach. Yes, they come in real nice. Mm-hmm. They Smooth say, as butter. We'll ha- We'll have your finest Chicago-style pork back sandwich. <laughs> yeah, so they eat another one of those. Um, <laughs> and kind of just hang out and riff, talk about storks again. Uh, Tony Shaloub is the guy who's in charge of this place. Tony Shaloub has been in this um, series quite a bit, and it's, it's always nice to see him return. He was in this season, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they brought, I like something that they do often on Chicago Heroes is they kind of get an, I think that the way that it is, is the writers of the show, they probably just get an actor's name kind of in their head and then it just kind of sticks in their craw and they got to keep using it. Yeah. You know, Timothy Chalamet is another good example. <sighs> First season of this show, he Timothy was Chalamet everywhere. was in almost every single episode. Yeah. And that's, Tony Shalhoub is the next Timothy Chalamet, which is a sentence I never thought I'd be saying, but here I am saying it, no quotation marks, it's God's honest truth. He was chewing scenery, wasn't he? Yeah, playing playing to the mezzanine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, he's basically kind of saying... (laughs) Laughing and crying and saying... Laughing, crying, saying, kind of appearing, looking, glancing... Dancing. Prancing and walking. Living, loving, laughing. The long and the short of it is that he basically goes like, listen, I wish, I wish, oh my gosh, do I wish that I had burned the Pawnee Department of Porks and Recreation down. I wish. And they go, they go, wait, that burnt down? Yeah, and they like, he goes... They turn yeah. around. Yeah. He's like, turn around. You can see it right there. It's yeah. burnt down. It's literally it's burnt go, down. And they go, it was not burning down when we were there just moments ago. And he goes, that's the power of a Chicago Molotov cocktail when you... He goes, that's the power of a... He says, wait, let me take that again. He goes, that's the... He goes, that's what you get when you serve such a stiff Chicago Molotov cocktail. And he winks at the camera. Ding! Yeah. And Joey goes, it must have had two olives in it. Yes. <laughs> and then Tony Big Shalhoub says... Big laugh track. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Tony Shalhoub says, I do wish I had burnt down the uh, Pawnee Department of Porks and Recreation. I do wish I uh, was playing all the pranks on uh, Lincoln Pork. And I do wish I also burnt down Central Pork. But guess what? It wasn't me. And um, he goes, and he says a thing. He um, he thinks about making a Tony Shalhoub thinks about making a joke about Shaggy's. It wasn't me, and kind of banging on the butcher counter and stuff like that. Yeah, and he doesn't make it. So, and the only reason we know that is because they did a pop up video. Like where things went a little silent for a moment in the show. And yeah. they did like a pop-up video thing that goes like, did you know that right here, Tony Shalhoub is thinking about making a joke about Shaggy's It Wasn't Me? And then it says, check out the final credits for his cover of Shaggy's It Wasn't <laughs> Me, but done as the owner of a pork shop. And that brings us to this week's music video moment. And this week's music video moment was, of course... Tony Shalhoub performing his cover of Shaggy's It Wasn't Me. Uh, And that also then brings, and that's been this week's music video moment, and that (laughs) brings us to our sponsor. That's right. Please Save Me is brought to you by, well, you. You're our sponsor. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And tell a friend. That's the best way to let people know how much you love Chicago Heroes and Please Save Me. Thanks for listening. We love ya. What's happening, listeners? What's going on, Hero Heads? 
Um, if you're just joining us, we're in the middle of recapping the latest episode of Chicago Heroes, television's number one show. And don't bother going back because we're about to get to the best part. Yeah. Um, so the best part is, so the heroes, they've kind of been chasing all over Chicago's gangland territory. They've been to Central Pork. They've been to Lincoln Pork. They've been to the Pawnee Department of Porks and Recreation. They've been to the Porking Lot where they pay Paradise and put up a Porking Lot. And now, of course, they are going to the bi- the the big kahuna. The, That's right. The big mama, the mother of all pork stores, That's Golden right. Gate Pork. And then in parentheses, in parentheses, parentheses, it says, or you can call us amusement pork, whichever one you want. And then it actually even has an asterisk after that on the sign. And below that, it says asterisk. It says, we thought about calling this deli pork place, but chose and, not to. And then there's a sign in the window that says, call us Hyde Park. See if we care. Hyde pork. <laughs> See if we care. And so it must have been written... They must have dictated the sign to someone who works at the sign store and the person, and it was one of those classic kind of flub ups. Where they just take it kind of literally. Took it kind of literally. Call us Hyde Park. I mean, call us Hyde Pork. See if we care. That's right. So they go to that spot. The the owner of the um, Tony Shalhoub of the parking lot he he warned them he was like you know you like you want to know who he wrote them a note so this is why we didn't describe it in the last scene they read the note before they went in it was like but he narrated it it was like they opened up a letter from him uh-huh. and it was like we heard Tony Shalhoub's voice narrating it you know uh-huh. where he was like um you need to watch out for this next uh, it's not a very good the writing's not very good on the letter because <laughs> you need to watch out uh, for this next pork shop because this is the pork shop where the big mob boss for all of Chicago's meat mafia does his dirty work. And you might think that you can handle him, but you actually can't. Anyway, bye. <laughs> Here's my number. Here's my number. And it says um, 1-800-EAT-MY-SHIT. <laughs> and you would think it'd say 1-800-EAT-SHIT because that's just kind of like the natural, um, like that's how many numbers there are in a phone number. <laughs> yeah. He wanted to specify though. Because <laughs> yeah. what good does it do him if they eat someone else's shit? Not he's not, not gonna get lot. off on that. No. Is there Neither will an, I. Um I know that you and I are recording on our separate little islands and I'm watching you through a telescope. Um is there an emergency happening over there on your island? Because I'm hearing emergency services like sirens coming through the What? Coming through the microphone. What? It sounds like a, yeah, is there like an emergency happening over in your island? Are oh, you farting? No, that no. Okay. That was I know sometimes cr- your farts sound like that. That was me crying. <laughs> Where were you crying from? My butt. <laughs> 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 
What would you call it if you farted and queefed at the same time? Because that's kind of what it was. That's why it sounded like multiple sirens. A quart. Quarf. For mm. quarf. Fort. The Hugwa gods. <laughs> nice. Homestar. The bacon narwhals at midnight. So, anyway, the point is that the show is kind of. And I farted so big and loud. <laughs> When this um, when this scene came on, when we were watching it before, we kind of both farted in appreciation, just like, yeah, we're to the, we think this is the last scene of the show. We always do that before the last scene of the show. Um, kind of like how some people clap when they're starting audio recording. We sort of let one rip right before we think the scene's about to be happen. There's almost always another scene afterwards. So <laughs> they show up, like these the heroes, they show up, you know, and Monica, she basically like, she like shoots the first person dead that she sees when they walk through just kind of for good measure. And then she's like, who's his boss. She's like, who's in charge around here? Uh, And then they say, it's that guy over there. (laughs) Yeah. The guy she just shot. (laughs) She goes, wrong answer. I'm in charge here. (laughs) Dude, that was this week's bad bitch moment. Hashtag bad bitch moment. Yes. Oh my God. I let out another little one in appreciation. Just of that huge one. Um, <laughs> huge one. I let out a little one. You let out a huge one. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um. So the guy who had been the boss of, um, Golden Gate Pork, he's like bleeding out pretty much and dead. And so sh- so Monica is like, let me explain something to you. You've been doing crime all over this city, and you're not gonna be doing it no more. Um. Do you? Okay. She goes. Okay. Do you agree or disagree? It's the and it's basically now it's just like kind of the guys kids are there. They're adult <laughs> kids. They're adult kids and they're like bad. They have like big tattoos. Yeah, fully grown, have kids of their own. Yes. Um who are also there? Whole families there. Um So they're all seeing kind of like their granddad bleeding out. Right. But I mean, these are bad dudes, right? Like even the grandkids who are like four or five big tattoos, seven um, brass knuckles. Yes. Yes. Knuckles literally made from brass. They look like they've had some kind of a fucked up experimental surgery. Yeah. I wish. I what do you want mean? that. What do you mean? Is you, what I mean. You want that. Yeah. I want that is what I mean. Cause it really did look like they'd had it. Yeah. Oh Yeah. They could barely, um, they couldn't even really bend part of their fingers. <laughs> the kids were just, the four and five year old didn't even actually really, I know Sarah said that they were watching their grandpa kind of die, but like only sort of in the mirror because they were both basically punching mirrors with their hands just to kind of like keep them strong. That's right. And that's what I would do. So he's kind of bleeding out and Monica's kind of standing over him with her gun still to his head for some reason, just being mm-hmm. like, okay, you get it, mister boy? <laughs> yeah, and um, the, the guy, he goes, let's all just take a, let's just like take a moment and like- Can I call calm. a timeout here? <laughs> right, let's all just- time out whistle blow pump the brakes <laughs> let's just eat let's just all kick back eat a chicago style pork back sandwich and kind of 
go over, this out. figure this out like adults. Yep. So he makes them each a pork back sandwich, and they all sit yeah. down and they take a bite and they go, "What is this?" Well, it's a vegan pork it? store. Vegan pork store. Boss Butcher is kind of just like a vegan who's got all the impossible meats, the beyond meats, the I can't believe it's not meats. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and, here's my master plan. I'm yeah. going to force all of Chicago to eat, to become vegans. And they were like, uh-uh, no, you're not. This is a free country, A, and B, I will eat vegan meat before, <laughs> over my dead body. I'd yeah. rather be made into meat than eat something that isn't meat. And, you know, Joey's kind of doing that whole, like, mm, steak, mm, bacon that people do to, like, sort of rile up vegans, mm-hmm. and it's not really working. Mm-hmm. The boss butcher says, I'm not going to pay you. My money means nothing to you. And you don't want to take me on. Trust me. You don't want to take me on. Yeah. And they go, actually, we do want to take you on. You're under, you're under arrest, mister. And that's what Ross says. Yeah. And they'll go, Ross, shut the fuck up for just you're... like one second. And he goes, I barely talked this episode. No, <laughs> yeah. They're like, you're, you're like, yeah, it was too much. <laughs> Any word you say is one word too many. Yeah. And they said, Chandler goes, I would rather hear farts coming out of your asshole than hear you talk. <laughs> and then Monica goes, I'd rather hear farts coming out of his mouth. And then Rachel goes, I'd rather he take a shit out of his mouth onto my face than hear him talk. And Joey goes, Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, basically it. yeah, so basically they, tr- like Ross, <laughs> who's a paleontologist, tries to arrest the guy, <laughs> the guy that we're calling the guy. And, the boss um, butcher guy. Well, he's not, I mean, he's like the son of the boss butcher who's bleeding out on the floor. Right, fair, fair, It's fair. played by, um, <laughs> what's that guy's name? He's been in so many of these episodes of this show. It's like, um, he's like this kind of Italian type of guy, um... God, what is his name? Um, he was... Oh, Bobby Cannaval. Oh, yeah. right. So this is Bobby Cannaval. Um, and he goes, well, now this is happening. Another person who has made quite a few appearances in yes. Chicago Heroes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, it's been a carnival of Cannaval appearances on this show. And if the um, if the Chicago heroes were animals themselves, it'd be a carnival of cannibals. Can you sorry? Can you explain that one? Yeah. <laughs> so like, if the heroes were like a pig or something, uh-huh. and they were eating pig, uh-huh. but they're not. They're eating. Vegan, they're cannibals. Vegan well, they were eating it earlier. Meat. Okay, so wait, heroes so, are themselves, but maybe they're eating what they think is vegan meat, but it's people meat. Uh, then they'd be a carnival of cannibals. Yes, that makes sense. Would you try human meat if Impossible nobody ever found out? Impossible pork is people. Impossible would, pork is people. I wish. Well, would you ever try human meat if you knew that nobody would ever find out that you tried it? Mm. It's interesting that you ask the question that way because I actually feel like that makes me less likely to try it because that, cause it's like, 
it's like implied that there's such an extraordinary shame wrapped up in doing this that like the only way that I would do it is if no one ever find out, which almost makes me feel like worse about it, you know? Okay, would like you I would do rather it do it if out everybody found open. out. Well, no, I wouldn't do it at all. But you know what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, like, I think a big reason people don't want to do it is because they're afraid that somebody would be like, you tried human meat. And I was just sort of, like, getting over that hurdle initially by telling you that people would not find out. I wouldn't eat it, and I'll explain to you why. It's that I have, I'm basically a predator. I have killer instincts. I'm one of the fiercest killers that, there is i mean i'm kind of an apex predator type of alpha and the thing that keeps my killer instinct up is i'm always hungry i'm never satiated uh i can taste meat in the morning when i wake up and i'm gonna go hustle and i'm going to grind to get to get blood in my mouth when i can smell blood and if i were to eat human meat that would be like you know the best way, the best kind of analogy I could come up is like it'd be like if I was a if I was a dog chasing a fire truck, I, you know, I wouldn't know what to do if I caught it. Uh huh. So I want to keep my edge. Got it. So I'd no. try it. Okay, cool. So anyway, do Bobby whatever Cannibal. you want. Okay, yeah. Anyway, Bobby Cannavale is like, you don't want to test me because I have this army of animals back here. My dad has been <laughs> stealing them. Yeah. So he said. So now this is happening. And then he goes, he kind of explains it. He goes, you don't want to test me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He says, because I got this army of animals that I've been stealing. (laughs) And Rachel goes like, wait, wait, wait. So so what's happening? You're explaining to us that you have an army of animals? That's what's happening? And he goes, yeah, that's happening. Yeah. And Ross goes if i may speak and they all go no so then monica goes what i think he was going to say is that (laughs) (laughs) isn't raising an army of animals just as bad as killing them if what you're doing is keeping them in captivity and sending them off to war basically he goes huh you know uh thanks professor i never thought of it that way (laughs) And Monica goes, okay, you're welcome. Yeah. He goes, let me write that down in my notes. And he like takes out a uh, notebook and it says philosophy 101 on it. And, and he, then start- he writes, fuck you real big in it. <laughs> and he shows it to her. <laughs> and he goes, anyway, now this is happening. And then he goes, I'm going to let my army of animals out. <laughs> and they go, here's go, Good. That's like what we want. Yeah. Rachel goes, set them free. What's happening? You're letting them out or you're explaining to us that you're letting them out. And he goes both. And And then unlatches the fence. He unlatches the fence. So this whole time we forgot to kind of just, you know, mention that in the room the whole time, there's basically been a fence. And inside the fence is like two of pretty much every kind of animal. Sheep, pig, chicken, goat, horse, pork, goat, pork, beef, bacon, <laughs> ham. Yeah. Lots of ham. Filet. Mm-hmm. Ribeye. Breast. Hawk. Salamander. 
Yep. Butt. Gecko. Flank. Bird. <laughs> Caterpillar. So, all of those type of animals get out, and they are all, they're all, like, he had said that they're an army of animals. I mean, they literally are. Chain-killing machines. Yeah. They've got bullets strapped to them. They've got guns strapped to their legs and their feet. Um, they've got, they're kind of walk, walking on the guns, and, like, their feet are kind of strapped into the guns right on the trigger, so every time they step, the bullets fire. So <laughs> half of the animals kind of take the other half out pretty much right away. <laughs> So half the army is dead by the time they get out the door. Um, <laughs> and then the other half just kind of has empty guns. And so I'm like all the other ones. So like Monica like kind of looks out at it and she goes uh, uh I don't know which animal, I don't know which one to give the Darwin award to. And they all sort of laugh until they Big see Big laugh track moment. Yes, until they see these animals are going crazy. They're wreaking havoc. Like they oh, yeah. all killed each other, but now they're like knocking down buildings and eating people. And yeah, it's putting, basically a monster movie. Yeah. Giving them wedgies and stuff like that. And so they put out an emergency broadcast that says, okay, yeah, <laughs> you have to hunt these animals. People like if you have a gun or like a bow mm. and arrow or, like even a fucking pokeball, like go get these guys. Yeah, this the last kind of fifth of this episode was directed by Guillermo del Toro. So right. they just kind of like went full monster movie. Um and you've got like you just basically it was like a it was a war I mean it was like a war movie, monster movie type movie at this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. full scale battles in the streets. Yes. Um you had kids using, I mean, you had like, yes, you had like people kind of coming out and using, you know, like a handgun to like, you know, put down a cougar or whatever. Right. Um, and then you also had like a group of people slitting an elephant's throat or something. Right. Like swinging under the, you know, using like complex kind of manu- uh, vehicles to like roll up alongside the elephant and like swing under it and like yep. run um, rope around its legs to cripple it so that it falls to the ground and then slitting its throat, you know, like with a machete and like kind of sliding, right. sliding down its trunk like Tarzan. Uh-huh. Um, but just for like a trick or something. Just for a trick, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a skateboarder. Was just kind of, yeah. were, this whole like, time they were trick. like kind of skateboarders doing tricks. <laughs> yeah, like, which is my favorite part. I mean, like they were like skateless skateboarders. It was like, um, yeah. like what? it was almost like parkour. Almost, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was like this guy who was basically, he looked French. Yeah. And he was like yelling parkour like the whole time yeah. he was doing it. Yeah, and that was cool. Gerard so, Depardieu. Aha. Wee wee. Uh so yeah, they all sort of okay, for years and years they're taking down these animals. Yes. And yeah. Just sort of, you know, okay, fine. Explained a lot. This was a hundred year war. Yep. And so now we're in present day. Right. And what do we see? Boarded up windows. Where yeah. are the boarded up windows? Central Pork. Lincoln Pork. Pawnee Departments of Pork and Department of Porks and Recreation. The Porking Lot. They paid Paradise and put up a Porking Lot. Hyde Golden Gate Pork. 
which in parentheses is you can also call us amusement pork. And then asterisk that says you can also call us pork place and sign in the window that says um, call us Hyde Park, Hyde Pork, see if we care. Mm-hmm. Board it up. Yep. Porker Brothers, a restaurant we hadn't even seen before. Yeah. Board it up. Yeah. Yep. Very sad. Well, you want, Noah's you Pork. Want, a little bit of an outlier, yeah. Boarded up. Yeah, boarded up. Um, so anyway, we're at present day, like, seeing all that stuff, and then we kind of see, like, um, basically we see, we, we, we kind of uh, look at a family, like, in their house eating dinner. It's like... Um, elephant leg. Elephant leg and... Roasted on the grill. Cheetah, cheetah tenderloin. And, um, and... They're eating good. A beetle compote. Yeah. Yep. They finish up dinner, or, or like the, the little boy kind of, he goes like, please, mom, can I have some seconds? And yep. the mom, she goes like, that's the last of the meat. What? Kid that's goes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the kid has a conniption. I mean, yeah. he he throws a tantrum. He goes like, we always have meat. We have meat for every meal, Ma. What are you saying? No more meat. And she says, all the army of animals from the 100-year war are dead. And now we have to eat vegan. Big horror sound stab. <laughs> Credits roll. Uh, yep. And she got me with the cleaver. Some banging in the back room, even in the refrigerator. It wasn't me. Yeah, kind of that. Basically, so. that plays. So, are you sticking with your star rating, seventy-six stars, Sarah? Wish I could give it seventy-seven, no, but I'll stick can't. with what I said. I'm going to stick with forty-five stars, unless, of course, a new president has. Unless, of course, a new president has been installed while we've been recording this episode. In which case, I give it forty-six. Great. Um, I thought it was great. Uh, what I would really love for our listeners at this point to do is like just hit us up on social. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Slide um, into our DMs. Please do. And tune in again to Please Save Me next week when Sarah and I are going to be actually recapping um, Chicago Heroes, which is television's number one show. So we'll actually be doing that next week on the show. And um, you're not going to want to miss that. You wouldn't want to miss that one. It's a special, kind of it's this special thing we do on Please Save Me Sometimes where we recap Chicago Heroes. Which is a show. It's television's TV's number, number one, one show. TV's number one show. So check it out. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Smells like courage. Perfect. Clap.